You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. All right, keep your Bibles out here. We're going to look at a lot of verses this morning, and we're thinking about, we're in, the se- in a series entitled, Keep Christ in Christmas. And, you know, it's easy to get caught up with just the things in life. And so last week we looked at focus. This morning we are going to look at family. Family. What a word. And that word brings joy. That word brings frustration. That word brings so many different emotions when you utilize this and... The Lord was just like us. He was in an all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. You know, during the Christmas season, one of the greatest stresses that people have is this area called family. So-and-so is going to visit. Oh, no. Or I'm expected to visit so-and-so. Oh, no. Or what are they going to say? Or what are we going to talk about? Or what are we not going to talk about? There's a lot of different dynamics that fall into this thing, this area of family. Now, in Matthew 12, we find... An instance where the uh, Mary and the brethren, the brothers of, of Jesus, uh, come and they are seeking to speak to him. And we don't find whether or not the Lord does go out and talk to him. I'm sure he probably did at some point. But he makes some statements. We see a shift. And, and here uh, we see some importance that uh, he, he uh, uh, moves to and alludes to. Verse 48, But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? You know, as a church, we have brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. Uh, why is that? Because the church is family. It's family. It's supposed to be family. And just like family, there are some spats here and there. Uh, but they're still family. And with that, you, uh, you work through them and you, work, you figure out how to, how to navigate around the, uh, the areas where there's uh, problems and you uh, keep uh, working together in the areas where there are not problems. But uh, we, we see here the Lord asking this question, uh, verse 49, and he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, behold, my mother and my brethren. So he's now shifting. Uh, he is pointing at the, uh, the, the, the uh, believers here and he is saying that they are his, his mother, his brother uh, and sister. And so so the Lord's family here, uh, we don't see a lot of them in Scripture. We don't see a whole lot of interaction as we are thinking about the ministry of Christ and the life of Christ. And I started looking and saying, okay, where, where was the Lord's family? Where, where were they uh, in uh, their faith or in their 
faithlessness? Where, where were they in regards to who he was? Did they receive him? Did they reject him? What was that dynamic like? Because that's a dynamic that we all face. There's a dynamic there that we can look at the Lord and see what did he do? How did he deal with it? What, was, what were the situations? Uh, and so uh, when we look at his family, we look at the who, we look at how many. Uh, maybe uh, there were believers, there were unbelievers, there were uh, committed followers, and yet maybe there were critics that were in that group. And so uh, the Lord had family just like we do. And some of those relationships were close. Some of those relationships were non-existent. Uh, some of those relationships uh, were sweet. Some were stagnant. Uh, but there were different relationships here within family, just like what we experience. Uh, some bring joy and others bring frustration. But these re relationships, when we look at them in our life, they're never one-sided. Because we all have areas to work on. We all have areas where we have failed. We didn't do right. We didn't act right. We didn't respond right. I say almost all because in the, this situation, the Lord did act right. And the Lord did respond right. And the Lord did do right, yet he still had opposition within his own family. And so we're going to look at several things here. Keep Christ in Christmas. And this morning we're going to look at the family. And let's pray. Father, I do pray that you'd bless now. Help this to be a help uh, to our people. I pray that you would just guide all of us and help us to apply truths as, uh, as they can interact in our lives. May we uh, follow your example. Uh, Lord, may we get strength and comfort and help from these truths. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. So we look at, first of all, when you think about family, there's relation. There's a relation in family. And so uh, let's look at the closest relation that Joseph uh, or that Jesus had, uh, earthly speaking. Go to Luke chapter number one. Luke chapter number one. And we will see uh, the, the relationship of mom. And here, look at uh, Luke one and verse number 28. All right, Luke 1, 28. All right. Get your Bible, use your Bible, follow along here. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. The Bible says, And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. And so here uh, we find this relation. Uh, who is this? This is mom. This is Mary. What, what, a, what an amazing uh, thought to think that God looked down to everybody on the earth, everybody within uh, the nation of Israel, uh, everyone within uh, the tribe of Judah, and then looks down and looks to someone who is going to end up in Bethlehem, and he picks a young lady by the name of Mary, a chosen vessel, a vessel that the Christ child was going to be going to come forth 
What an amazing, what an amazing choice. What an amazing relationship. You moms, the, the relationship that you have. Uh, and here this was a close relationship uh, uh, with Jesus. Uh, and so we know uh, Mary uh, was one of those relations. I think about Joseph. Now Joseph was not the biological uh, father of Jesus, uh, but the Lord chose to put Jesus in the home of Mary and Joseph. Uh, Joseph was a good man. Joseph was a chosen man. Uh, it wasn't just Mary that was picked for this job. Joseph was as well. And uh, in, in our understanding of the uh, virgin conception of Jesus Christ, of the Holy Ghost, uh, and our belief in who, uh, who uh, uh, Jesus is as God, uh, we also realize that God put Jesus in a family unit. And family is important, and who he chooses to put us in, uh, there is a purpose there. And sometimes we look at it and we think, man, I, this was a, a good family, or this was not a good family, or I shouldn't have been in this situation or that situation. There's a God in heaven who is sovereign, and he knows who and where needs to be who needs to be where, in what situation. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And, and the Lord can even take a, a broken family and he can take injurious situations and still get glory to himself through that. But Joseph, in, in Matthew 1, verses 18 to 21, uh, we read about Joseph and how he was a chosen individual. For time's sake, we're not going to read that. Uh, but we see that Jesus had uh, earthly family. Uh, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 55 we see a list uh, of, of Jesus' family here. Uh, Matthew 13 and verse 55, he, the people that we are able to know who they were, uh, Matthew 13, 55, is not this the carpenter's son, is not his mother called Mary and his brethren, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. And so here we know that these brothers are half-brothers because they were uh, brothers of, uh, of Mary uh, and Joseph. Uh, and Jesus was uh, not of Joseph, but only of Mary. And so we have James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. Uh, who, who later is called Jude. Uh, and so uh, we see some things here. Uh, we find that the Lord did have some sisters. Go to Mark chapter 6 and verse number 3. So the family unit is specked out. We don't, we don't know exactly everyone's names, uh, but we do know uh, that there were uh, brothers. The Lord had brothers and he had some sisters. Uh, Mark 6, 3, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, uh, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon? Are not his sisters here with him? Are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. And so uh, they were looking, uh, and they, they referred to the Lord. And in his family unit, uh, he had some brothers. We, we know of, uh, of several here. Uh, then we know of, uh, so the four brothers, we know of uh, at least uh, sisters, uh, at least two because of the plurality, sisters. So we know there's at least two sisters. And 
another place says all sisters, and they say all uh, could be two, uh, but usually all was representative of more than two. Uh, but uh, we don't know. Uh, but we know that uh, we had in Jesus's family, uh, there was Mary, there was his four brothers, there were at least two sisters, there was uh, Joseph, uh, and then uh, there were some cousins that we know about in the scripture. All right, we know that Mary's cousin uh, was Elizabeth, uh, and so you had Elizabeth and Zacharias who were servants of the Lord, and then they ended up having a child by the name of John the Baptist, and so now you have some spiritual individuals as well that are listed within uh, the family uh, of the Lord. And so uh, John the Baptist, so uh, that makes uh, Mary and uh, Mary and Elizabeth were cousins. Uh, does that make the John and Jesus third cousins? Is it second or is it third? I don't remember on that one. I was thinking because it wasn't a sister and cousins that it ended up being third. But Anyway, they were, they were cousins. They were family, all right? Uh, and so, uh, anyway, so we see them. They're John the Baptist, uh, and he was a cousin. Uh, then we know of Mary, who was the wife of Cleophas. Mary was at the cross uh, with the Lord, and Mary, the wife of Cleophas, uh, she, had, uh, a, she was the sister-in-law to, to Mary. And so now you have Mary and Cleophas who are listed in Scripture, who were, uh, who were uh, in-laws uh, of Mary. So uh, that would have made them uncles and aunts of the Lord. Uh, and so they're listed here. Go to Mark chapter 15 and verse 40. I'm going somewhere. I'm giving you some background, but uh, I want you to, I just want to sort of lay the, uh, the groundwork here, but I want you to see uh, the impact of family. And here, so go to Mark chapter 15 and verse 40. The Bible says, there were also women looking on afar off among, the, among whom was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, the less of Joseph and Salome. And so here you have uh, Mary uh, Magdalene. So you had Mary, the mother of the Lord, who was at the cross. You have Mary Magdalene was at the cross. Then you have Mary, the wife of Cleophas, who was at the cross. Uh, and, and with that uh, said, uh, go to John chapter 19. John chapter 19, and there's a cross-reference here in verse number 25, and we get a little bit more insight into who this Mary was, uh, Mary of Cleophas, the wife of Cleophas. John 19, 25, now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister. Uh, and Mary, uh, let's see here, uh, I just looked at the wrong one, uh, and Let's see, and now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. So Mary, uh, the wife of Cleophas, was, G was Mary's sister. Uh, they say that it was a sister by, uh, by, a, uh, by marriage. Uh, it was uh, Cleophas and Joseph were brothers, and so it was a sister-in-law. Uh, but uh, here, that's the, uh, the history there. And 
then when you look at this, you have Mary uh, of uh, the sister uh, who was the mother of James the Less. Well, James the Less is one of the apostles. And so then we see that there is another connection, and we'll get to that. Uh, they, uh, so James the Less was then the cousin of the Lord and Joseph. Uh, then, so we see this relation. There were a lot of relations uh, that are mentioned in Scripture that we really don't really pick out. They don't really jump out at us. Uh, we think about uh, uh, Mary and Joseph and John the Baptist, and uh, we think about some of these key uh, individuals, but we don't always see all the different relationships that were there. So we see, first of all, that there was the relation of family, but then I want you to see the relationship of family. The relationship. Just because there's relation does not mean that there is relationship. Just because there is a relation does not mean that there is a closeness. Just because there's a relation does not mean that direction is going the same. And so here, what do we see? In this, with this relation, we see several things. First, we see faith. Uh, so there, there were people that were automatically people that we look at that were of the faith. Uh, that would have been Mary. That would have met, been Joseph. Uh, the Lord picked these individuals. They were, they were people who were believers. These were uh, spiritual individuals. Uh, we see Mary of Cleophas, who was an aunt. Uh, she, was, she was a follower. She loved the Lord. Uh, she was at the cross when the disciples, uh, many of the disciples had, had ran and, fl- and fled. Uh, she was there. So Mary of Cleophas, uh, we know of, uh, of Elizabeth and Zacharias and John the Baptist. So, so we know that there were many that were in the faith. But they were, there were some that were identified as faithless. So there were those that were of the faith. And then there were some uh, that were faithless. Go to John chapter 7. In John chapter 7, we find the Lord communicating about his brothers And in this communication about his brothers, we see that the relationship was not a relationship where they were on the same page. They were going the same direction. And let me tell you, if you're not on Jesus's page, you're on the wrong page. If if we're not following him, we're not following uh, the Lord. We're not going the right direction. And here, uh, Jesus uh, was was referring to his brothers. Look at verse number one. one. We'll read down to verse five. The Bible says, after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand, and his brethren therefore said unto him, depart hence and go into Judea that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. Notice here, the the, the brothers of Christ are saying, listen, you go, you go show all these miracles. If you're really real, then you'll be able to put all these out. And they wanted, they wanted, they're putting Jesus to a test here. Uh, and so his brethren therefore said unto him, depart hence and go into Judea that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. And so what they're saying is, if you are really him, uh, if you're really doing miracles, then go show everybody the miracles. 
They were, they were doubting the Lord. And then verse 5, for neither did his brethren believe on him. Neither did his brethren believe in him. They did not believe that Jesus was the Christ. Now, can you imagine growing up in that family? Talk about hard. Jesus as the Messiah being rejected by his family. What a, what a, what a, what a, a hurt that the Lord had to have experienced. You see, there's, there were faithless. There were people that were in his family. It wasn't just his nation rejected him. His family rejected him. His family did not believe in him. And with that, the Lord is, is, is uh, come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Lord uh, came to be that Lamb of God, uh, and yet his own brothers rejected him. And not just rejected him, they were negative towards him. They were, uh, there was some animosity here, uh, some, uh, some uh, trickery and uh, trying to trip him up. And so uh, here we see the, the relationship. So the family unit, Jesus's family had a hard time with who he was. They didn't recognize him as the Messiah. Matthew 13, 57 says, and they were offended in him, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet hath no, uh, is not without honor, save and in his own country and in his own house. And there was, he's just referring to uh, those that had rejected him. Mark 6, 4, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And so the Lord is just pointing out the relationship uh, that was there. There was a relation, but the relationship was strained. Uh, why? Because the prophet had been rejected and Jesus was more than just a prophet. He was prophet, priest, and king. Uh, and he was the perfect uh, Lamb of God, the perfect Messiah, uh, the, the one, uh, the, the uh, Messiah uh, that was to come. Uh, he was Emmanuel, God with us, yet he was rejected. So some of this family were faithless. So we have faith, we have faithless, but then I want to look at the faithful the faithful. And what a, what a blessing that uh, here the Lord had some people in his life that were uh, faithful to who he was. And it, uh, we're just looking at family. So there were many uh, disciples and people that were following the Lord and had been faithful to him. Uh, but his mother was faithful. She was there at the cross. She was, she was faithful to who Jesus was. She knew who he was. God with us. And she knew who he was. So uh, Mary, uh, we see that she was there. The mother uh, was faithful. Uh, the brethren uh, were faithful. Uh, Joseph, he stayed with Mary, even though it was rumored that, that uh, they had been together before Jesus was before they were married and uh, an immoral relationship. And uh, Joseph stayed. Uh, why? Because the angel of the Lord told him. 
uh, to stay and not to put uh, Mary away. Uh, and so you see Mary and Joseph uh, that were family who were just faithful. Now, after, Joseph, after Jesus was 12, we don't know anything about Joseph. We don't know whether or not he passed away. We don't know if the scripture just went silent. We don't know on that. Uh, but uh, we see that Mary was uh, faithful and Joseph was faithful. Uh, we know that Judas, Judas, Jude, who is one of the brothers of the Lord, somewhere along the line, he accepted Christ. Jude ended up, the brother of Christ, was the one who penned the book of Jude. What an amazing thing how, how though there was a strain, at some point, that strain was removed. And Judas, or Jude, uh, was the penman of the book of Jude, uh, the brother of the Lord Jesus. James, uh, the brother uh, of the Lord. He was an elder in the church at Jerusalem. Uh, you remember it when Peter and, Peter and Paul and the, the elders were having a big, uh, big argument over the Gentiles being joined in with the church. Uh, they had a council uh, at the church of Jerusalem. Uh, and what we find there is that James, not James uh, the brother or the son of Zebedee, because he was already uh, martyred. He was one of the first martyrs of the apostle, or he was the first martyr of the apostles. So he was out of the picture. Uh, it was the brother of the Lord Jesus, uh, and he was the el an elder in the church at Jerusalem. Uh, Acts chapter uh, 12, verse 17 tells us that uh, he had influence uh, in the uh, in the among the apostles, this brother of Jesus by the name of James, uh, Acts 12, 17. But he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. So here in, in chapter 12, we find Peter who had been imprisoned and now had gotten out. Uh, when Peter comes back, uh, one of the first things he says is, hey, go tell the other brothers. Uh, go tell James, who was the elder at the church at Jerusalem, what is taking place? So he had to have had uh, a lot of influence uh, in the in the church. Uh, chapter fifteen, we find the uh, we find that the council at Jerusalem with Peter uh, and Paul, uh, verse fifteen. Uh, I'm sorry, Acts fifteen thirteen. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, "Men and brethren." hearken unto me, and then you'll find a dissertation that comes. But this was the brother of the Lord Jesus and, and, and his uh, influence, uh, the family, the relationship, and he was faithful. Uh, Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 19. This passage right here uh, just uh, has caused me all kinds of quandary, uh, but uh, Galatians chapter 1 verse number 19. The Bible here says, But the other apostles saw I none, save James, the Lord's brother. Now, wait a second. That infers that James then was counted among the twelve. I saw none other of the apostles, save James, except James. So it is, it's inferring that James, though he was never named an apostle, he was referred to as an apostle by the Apostle Paul. 
So was he then like Bartholomew, who was taken out of out of the absence when Judas was removed because of Judas's transgression and he was uh, committed suicide and there was no apostle when James when James was uh, when James was martyred and he was killed was James the brother of the Lord that replacement the scripture doesn't tell us uh, but he is referred to by the apostle Paul as an apostle uh, so uh, James then uh, was also uh, the uh, uh, penman of the book of James the Lord's brother uh, the uh, the Lexham Bible Dictionary says this, no serious contender emerges in the New Testament for the authorship of this book besides James, the brother of Jesus. And so James, uh, the book of James was from the Lord's brother. What do we find? We find family working together for ministry. You see, the family, uh, though there were, were some times of strife, though there were times when there were troubles and problems, what do you see? You see now uh, the, the Lord's brothers who are serving James and, and Jude. Uh, then uh, we don't know about the others, uh, but we know that the brothers uh, of the Lord were re- revered. Their, their influence was revered by the apostles. 1 Corinthians 9, 5 says, Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, and as as the brethren of the Lord and Cephas? And so here, the apostles were were saying, listen, don't we have authority to lead? Uh, Don't we have that leadership to lead? Uh, Just like the apostles uh, and uh, Cephas, who was Peter, and the and the Lord's brethren. Uh, So referring to them as uh, people who had great influence uh, in the church. And, And so... So you see these, these individuals, the brothers of the Lord. Uh, of course, Elizabeth, Zacharias, as I met, mentioned. Mary, who was the, uh, the aunt of Jesus, the wife of Cleophas, who was Joseph's uh, brother. Uh, and with that, uh, their son, who was James the Lesser, who was also an apostle. Uh, you have a, a cousin now uh, of the Lord, who was an apostle. Uh, and and there, were, there were just some uh, things that we look at here and how this family uh, and the, the family were the followers of the Lord. Uh, they, they did follow the Lord. Many of them followed, uh, as we can see. Uh, so, so here, James the Less, though, who was who was able, uh, who was the, uh, the, uh, uh, an apostle, and he is listed as the son of Alphaeus. He's not listed as the son of Cleophas, but Mary, in, uh, in the genealogy of Mary, of Cleophas, it mentions uh, James, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, uh, James and Joseph as her children, and he is mentioned as James the Lesser, uh, but when you look at uh, the, the apostles, it says James, 
of Alphaeus. So then is James, was he uh, Alphaeus? Was he the previous husband? Maybe he died. Uh, and, uh, and then we have James the Lesser, uh, who was of uh, Alphaeus. Or was it one of those contrasts in Scripture where they would have a Greek name and a, a Hebrew name as well, and they would go back and forth between the two names? Uh, so we see that with Cephas. We see he is Peter. Sometimes he is Simeon. Sometimes he is Simon. Sometimes he is, uh, he is uh, uh, Cephas. Uh, so multiple different names for the same individual, or it could have been from a, a previous uh, marriage, and maybe uh, Alphaeus was the dad. If that's the case, then uh, Matthew is also called uh, the son of Alphaeus. So does that make Matthew and James brothers? And that would put another pair of brothers in the apostles? Uh, and all of these say, well, pastor, we're not completely sure. No, we're not completely sure on all of these. But what we do know is Mary, who was married to Cleophas, uh, Cleophas was also mentioned when we look at the two apostles on the, or the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And one of them are mentioned and named, the other is not. And here we find that the two, two disciples on the road to Emmaus, Jesus appears to. And I wonder, was the unnamed one Mary? It could have been. She was at the cross. She loved the Lord, Mary Magdalene. Who did the Lord appear to at the sepulcher? It was to Mary, Mary Magdalene. So the possibility uh, is that it could have been, uh, uh, we know Cleophas was there, uh, but it also could have been another disciple or it could have been his wife, Mary. Uh, and what do we find? We just find that there was a lot of interaction, the Lord and his family and, the, uh, and his family uh, who were following the Lord. And there are a lot of scriptures here, uh, Luke 24, 13 to 18, uh, that you can look at that. Uh, but, but with this, we see that the relationship, and there was more than just a relation, there was a relationship. And in that relationship, uh, there, is, there, there are uh, opportunities to serve uh, the Lord, and, and here they did. Uh, and so go back to our text, and I'm just about done. Go back to our text. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. It says, while he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. And he answered and said unto him that told him, who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. You know what we find here? Through Scripture, of course, we see that there was a great emphasis placed on the family unit, on the family relationship. But there is also a great there is a great emphasis here 
not on the physical, just the physical family, but the spiritual family. You know, Christmas is so hard on people because some, they don't have other family either close, maybe military, or maybe people have moved away. It may be that there's nothing in common. It may be that there's a history and strife. There are a lot of reasons why there is a disconnect. But what we do find is that for the, for the child of God, you have family available. There is a great emphasis on the family, the spiritual family. The family, the family of God. Uh, here, uh, he said, whosoever, uh, he said that, uh, uh, behold, my mother and my brethren. Uh, he, who is my mother and brethren? And who, uh, my, my mother and who are my brethren? Uh, he said, whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. And what the Lord is saying is none of us are without family. We're not without family. And we have family. And, and with that family, there is, there is physical family, but then there is a spiritual family. And the spiritual family uh, is one that will supersede any of the other. Why? Because it will last when the other ones dissipate. You know, praise the Lord for family that are saved and there's that relationship and uh, you know that they're believers and you have that camaraderie and the same direction and serving the Lord. Uh, that is so sweet. Uh, but if you don't have that, uh, there are other brothers and sisters that are serving the Lord and you'll have them as your brothers and sisters for eternity. Uh, we, are, we are family. Uh, and with that, if that family is going to be close, then we have some things that we've got to do to make it close. Take your Bibles, go to Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I'll close my Bible so you feel like I'm done. Hebrews chapter 10, look with me at verse number 25. The Bible says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You know, here, what do we find? We, talk, we see that church, the assembly of the believer, the assembly of the family. You know what? Just like a family, a physical family can be broken and disjointed, so can a spiritual family. And here the Lord said, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. He's saying, listen, put yourself in the family. You be uh, a part of the family. Be present as part of the family. And, and with that, what we find is those relationships, they grow sweet. They grow sweet. Now, with that, it doesn't mean that everybody is going to click with everybody else. That's not a reality. Personalities are different. Uh, within a home, just like they are within a church. But you know what has happened, especially in COVID, 
as people have become. There are some that cannot assemble, uh, cannot assemble uh, because of the health. There are some because of their jobs. If they assemble, they will lose their jobs. Uh, there are people that are dealing with all kinds of different uh, dynamics that, uh, that you and I might not be facing. But there are some as well who aren't assembling just because it's convenient. You know, COVID did not take Hebrews 10.25 out of the Bible. The forsaken, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. And, and though uh, the internet is a tool, it is not a replacement for church. It's not a replacement. It's not a replacement uh, for the family gathering. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a replacement uh, because you can, you can become so disconnected, uh, whether you're watching online or whether you just stop coming and stop uh, assembling whatsoever, and there is that disconnect. That disconnect uh, will leave you without a family. Tonight, I'm going to speak on that as the Christmas choice. And I'll, I'll deal with some of the choices that we face in this Christmas season. But as a, as a child of God, if we're going to keep Christ in Christmas, then we have to look at the family. There's dynamics in, in our physical family, but there's also a spiritual family. Now, let me ask you a question this morning. Are you a part of the family? You're part of the family. First of all, to be part of the family, you've got to be saved. You've got to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I'm not asking, do you know about Jesus? Do you know Jesus? I'm not saying, do you, do you know some things about him or go to church? Do you know that he is your savior? Have you accepted him as your personal savior? If you've not accepted him as your personal savior, uh, the Bible says now is the accepted time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. There needs to be a day just like you had a birthday uh, that uh, you are born into the family of God. Uh, John 1, 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And just like you have a birthday uh, date, you know when you were born, you should know when you are born again. You might not be able to go back to the day and the hour. You might not remember all of the specific details, but you should be able to remember uh, that you recognize that you were a sinner uh, in need of a Savior, realizing that Jesus was the only way for you to have forgiveness, and you put your faith in him to become your Savior. If you don't have that, today's the day. Why don't you accept him today? You're in the, are you in the family? Church is not a spectator sport. There is, for someone to be a part of the church, we can come and we can assemble but there has, there has been an attitude to where membership is sort of looked down on. 
And people don't want to join. Why don't they want to join? They don't want to join because of expectation, because of responsibility, and because of accountability. But church and joining the church, it's an important thing. Being part, being part of the church, join. If you're saved, if you follow the Lord in believer's baptism, you need to join. And, and with that, there is, there, is, there is part of that family to where now there, there's a, an opportunity to be a part in the service an opportunity to be a part of carrying the work, the burden, and serving the Savior. Church membership, it's important. And then, taking, taking that family unit, being a part of the family. It's, let me go back. Sometimes people say, well, you just, I just don't, I just don't like um, making commitments. How many of you have a cell phone? You have a commitment. You, have, you, you rent a house. You have a mortgage. You have insurance. You have a car payment. You have insurance. It's not that we, we are averse to commitment. It's what we are averse to committing to. And, and here in our, in our following Christ, you know, the, the being, being a part of the family, being a part of uh, the church family, it's important. And so here, when we look at the Lord's family, there was, there was a time when some of them were rejecting. But something happened. And now they started following and there was a change. And in our lives, wherever we're at, we need to make adjustments. When something isn't right, let's make that change. Let's make that adjustment. But here we see the Lord's family. And his family, there, was, there were problems there just like anybody else's family. But there was the mention of his family. There was the the family unit that was, was lifted up and revealed as being faithful and serving. And then there was the spiritual family. And the Lord ties them together. And here, when we look at those that do the will of God, they are the ones that he says are his mother and his brethren. Uh, and I'll get all that later. Uh, but uh, uh, they are the ones that he referred to uh, as, as his family, the spiritual family. And so let's, let's make sure that uh, we're part of the family. Uh, let's make sure that in the family that we are uh, being who we are to be, who he has made us to be. Let's make sure that uh, we are uh, in the family of God and we're following him. Uh, if there's ever a family to be a part of, it's to be a part of his family. Father, I do pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for uh, your goodness. And I pray that, uh, Lord, as we look at uh, the family uh, this morning, I pray that you'd help us to uh, just be challenged 
uh, Lord, to be faithful. Some of your family was revealed as being faithful to you, and, and we, we, we thank you for that, and we want to be faithful to you as well. And so I pray that you'd work now in this invitation. Speak to hearts as only you can. You're here this morning. Say, Pastor, I'm not sure I'm saved. I don't know for sure if I died, I'd go to heaven. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm in that family uh, as a family of God. Uh, Pastor, pray for me. Just slip your hand up. Let me, let me pray for you. I won't come to you. I won't embarrass you. But if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, let me pray for you this morning. I see your hand. All right, praise the Lord. You can put your hand down. Who else? Pastor, I'm not sure I'm in the family, I, uh, the family of God. Uh, I'm concerned about it. Pray for me. Just slip your hand up. All right. Maybe you're here this morning, you can put your hand down. You're here this morning and the Lord put his finger on something. Maybe it was a family relation. Maybe it was a family relationship. Whatever it is that he wants you to deal with, let's deal with it today. Let's not allow the, the relationship problems to be problems in the Lord's family. Father, I do pray that you'd bless. Thank you for this one that raised their hand, unsure of their salvation. I pray that you would give them strength and help uh, to be able to come. And uh, Lord, I'm sure there are others as well. Uh, maybe there's some that uh, haven't followed you uh, in believer's baptism or in church membership. I pray that they would take those steps. Uh, Lord, just work in our midst now in this invitation. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as the instruments play. Uh, the Lord spoke to your heart. You respond. You raised your hand. Let me encourage you to come. Uh, we have someone right down front that will take the Bible and show you what God has to say about you going to heaven. How about it? Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.